This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 181 is going to be from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. Christians, we can count it all joy when we go through various trials and rejoice that we were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ, because this suffering produces patience, which is steadfastness and endurance to remain faithful to God. James chapter 1. Verses 2 through 5 read, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him. Christians, We can count it all joy when we go through various trials and rejoice that we were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ, because this suffering produces patience, which is steadfastness and endurance to remain faithful to God. Brethren, count it all joy. We as God's people need to count it joy when we fall into various trials, when we are going through persecutions in this life. We need to count it all joy because our Lord and Savior, he came to his own, John chapter 1 and verse 11, and his own received him not. And so when Jesus came to this world and he preached the message of the gospel, the saving message of the gospel, when he would tell them the word of God, they would reject it and they would persecute him. And eventually they would hang him on a cross. And all he was doing was loving them because God is love. And he wanted them to come to him, but they rejected him. They persecuted him and they crucified him. Well, when we are treated like that, when we are treated wrong for the name of Christ, when what we are doing is living a godly life and they reject us and they persecute us and we go through various trials then we can know that we are in good company because that's exactly how they treated Jesus. Then in verse 3 of James chapter 1, it says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. When we go through trials and persecutions and we have problems in this life and we know that we're living godly, in John chapter 8 and verse 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. When we have been set free by the truth, and they are still persecuting us, and we're going through it properly, then that persecution is producing patience or endurance in our life to continue living the way that God wants us to live. Notice verse 4 of James chapter 1. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When we patiently endure the temptations of this life, when we patiently endure the persecutions of this life and the hard times of this life and all the trials that come along with it, those trials, those various trials 
are producing patience in our life, and it's perfecting us. It's working on us. It's helping us to understand that we have to love our enemies as well. We have to love everyone. And when we can be patient through these things, we learn more about what love is and how to love them that are persecuting us. Then in verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. It takes wisdom to be able to go through trials, persecutions, and temptations patiently. And if anyone lacks the wisdom to be able to make it through these things, God's not going to leave him on his own. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 13, the Bible says, No temptation has taken man except for that which is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation provide a means of escape that you might be able to bear it. God helps us with wisdom. He has left us his word, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, to study, to know how to be approved of by him. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When we study the word of God, we learn how to rightly divide it. And rightly dividing the word of truth is wisdom. And God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through his Son, who has called us by glory and virtue. And so he has provided the wisdom necessary to know how to live this life, how to make it through the various trials, temptations, and persecutions of this life. He's provided everything that we need to perfect ourselves. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. All scripture is profitable for doctrine. You see, we need the scriptures to know how to worship God. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. We need the scriptures to correct us, to instruct us in righteousness. We need it for every aspect of our life. But you see how God has given us the wisdom to know how to be perfect or complete and lacking nothing. We don't have to doubt that. We can know that God loves us and that he's going to provide his wisdom for for us. If any man or if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. And so in two ways we ask of God. We go to his word that he's provided for us. And we go to him in prayer, imitating his son who went to him in prayer often and spent many hours praying to the Father. In his prayer in the garden, Jesus prayed, If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In that prayer, he was asking God for the wisdom and the courage and the strength necessary to be able to go through with his will. And God provided it. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He went through with the will of God. He went to the cross to die for you and for me. Christians, we can count it all joy when we go through various trials and rejoice that we were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Because this suffering produces patience, which is steadfastness and endurance to remain faithful to God. When God allows us to go through persecutions, temptations and trials, 
He is strengthening us to be able to live this Christian life. He is producing patience in us, which produces steadfastness, a willingness to hold to him and hold to his word, and endurance to remain faithful to him. This life is a marathon, and we need all the endurance that we can possibly get. And when we, as his people, endure temptations, persecutions, and trials, it produces that endurance much the same way as a runner that runs many miles produces endurance within himself. He keeps running and running and running even though his body wants to stop. And the longer he runs, the longer it takes for his body to tell him, look, you need to stop. And so the more miles he puts on, the greater his endurance becomes. Well, it's the same way with going through trials, temptations, and persecutions for us. The more we go through them, the more we endure them patiently, the more it produces endurance in our lives to be able to go through more and more and more and help people learn how to go through more and more and more. In Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, the Bible says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. When we go through trials in our lives, temptations and persecutions, we can know that it's going to produce certain things in our lives. It's going to produce perseverance, character, and hope. And those things are greatly valuable to the Christian. And we can glory in this because we know that what God is doing is for our best benefit. That he's allowing us to go through it so that he can strengthen us and make us better followers of his son. We are never going through it to be hurt by it, but to grow spiritually from it. And we can rejoice in that knowing that if we go through it properly, these things are going to come about. That God is going to take care of us. That there will be never a time in our lives where he will forsake us or leave us. He's always going to be there to help us through it. Look at verse 5 in Romans chapter 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. He tells us exactly why he's allowing these things to take place. And that should give us hope. Hope in God that he's always going to keep his promises because he gave us his word to explain exactly how to be approved of by him. Isn't that special? Christians, we count it all joy when we go through various trials and rejoice that we were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ because this suffering produces patience, which is steadfastness and endurance to remain faithful to God. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12, the Bible says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
God's people have always been persecuted. When God's people do the things that God wants them to do, they're going to be persecuted. But notice verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Why? Why do we need to rejoice and be exceedingly glad? Because God's going to keep his promise to us. There's a reward for those that follow God. We are truly blessed when people persecute us because ours will be the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. We have to remember that Jesus was persecuted falsely. He never did anything that was sinful. He never did anything that was harmful to anyone, but yet they still persecuted him. When they persecute us falsely, when we love them, and we love them so much that we're going to love God first, then they're persecuting us falsely as well. And we can rejoice because we were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. In Acts chapter 5, verses 33 through 42, the Bible says, When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. Then one in the council stood up, a Pharisee named Gamal, a teacher of the law held in respect by all, the people, and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourself what ye intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago Thaddeus rose up, claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. He was slain, and all who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of Galilee rose up in the days of the census and drew away many people after him. He also perished, and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And they agreed with him. And when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for, the name, for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They were persecuted. They were thrown in jail. And they were commanded not to speak in Jesus' name anymore. But notice in verse 41 of Acts chapter 5, it says, So they departed from the presence of, of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Christians, we can count it all joy when we go through various trials and rejoice we were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ because this suffering produces patience, which is steadfastness and endurance to remain faithful to God. But the apostles here, they counted themselves, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Jesus suffered. He was persecuted. He was placed on a cross. And they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for his name. They were willing to suffer because they were happy to suffer alongside of Christ. They felt blessed to suffer alongside of Christ. That shows the respect that they had for Christ. And not only that, but even though they were commanded not to do so anymore, not to speak anymore in his name, 
And if they did, they were going to be brought back and beaten. And they went daily preaching Jesus. They were not ashamed of Jesus. When we count ourselves, when we go and rejoice and count ourselves blessed to suffer for the name of Christ, we show that we're not ashamed of Jesus. Christians, we, we can count it all joy when we go through various trials and rejoice that we were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Because of this, this suffering produces patience, which is steadfastness and endurance to remain faithful to God. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.